Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 98. So this episode today is actually, it's a blog that I, I might have originally posted over on my Feldenkrais uh, website rather than my, um, you know, arts blog. But no one really reads the Feldenkrais blog, one. And two, this is actually a much bigger idea than than just Feldenkrais. Feldenkrais was the kind of spur, the inspiration for it, but it is actually bigger. I did, however, sort of cross-post. It's funny because I have so many random different identities, and people get really confused about that sometimes. Um, But that's how you make it work in this crazy artist's life you have to be 17 different people in order to like survive (laughs) anyway uh so here it is it is called just one song one of my feldenkrais clients was pretty much housebound when i met her she could get around her apartment with a walker but going out was really challenging for her She used to go out dancing once a week, but now she barely moved at all. Mostly she sat in her chair or propped up in her bed. In addition to our Feldenkrais functional integration work together, I saw that I needed to find a way to keep her moving when I wasn't there. I tried to give her some audio awareness through movement exercises, but she couldn't really hear them. So that possibility was out. I needed to help her find pleasurable movement, movement she could do. Since I knew she liked to dance, I recommended she dance in her chair once a day. We found a Beatles song on her phone and did some sit-down dancing for a couple of minutes before she got tired. When I left, I gave her a prescription of dancing to one song every day. We don't do prescriptions in the Feldenkrais Method, so I found it hilarious to use this language for dance. I was pretty confident that this was going to help her. I know just a little bit of twisting and weight shifting would do her tremendous amount of good. And it did. Then I realized I should prescribe myself the same thing. I love dancing. And it always makes me feel better, but I don't do it as often as I might, usually because I don't feel like I have the time to commit to a class or an extended dance session. It is very easy for a day to go by without any non-utilitarian movement, despite my firm belief in pleasurable movement as a beneficial practice. Additionally, I have been reeling from movement-triggered migraines, so movement has been a bit of a landmine for me in the last couple of years. At their worst, the migraines just want me to lie very still in the dark. But one song, I can do. Not in the middle of a bad migraine, obviously, but I can find a way to dance to at least one song once a day. Working with a client with such a limited range of motion has shown me how easy it is to lose flexibility, to lose the ability to experience movement as a pleasurable sensation. But it also shows me how much benefit there is in just moving what you can move. If you can't move your arms, move your legs. If you can't stand up, dance sitting down. If you can't dance sitting up, dance lying down. Even if the only thing you can move is your eyelids, it is worth dancing those around 
or dancing in your imagination. When we experience injury or pain or any movement limitations, we often shut down more than we need to. We think if we can't dance the way we used to, we can't dance at all. But we can always dance something in some way. A finger dance? A nostril dance? I don't know. But I do know that a little bit of dance goes a long way for the whole body. In helping my client experience pleasurable movement again, I saw that I also helped her reestablish pathways in the brain that remember how to walk with more ease, to be able to get up off a bench unassisted, to regain balance, and so on. When I saw her last week, she joyfully told me how she went out into the world four times that week. Once even, she went out unassisted. I attribute that regaining of independence to the dancing and to the Feldenkrais, of course. I know the aides in the next room think crazy things are going on when they hear me singing, I want to hold your hand, but I'm working on getting her to dance with her arms while lying down, which will eventually allow her to roll herself over. Extra daily movement, like dance, helps the brain understand that you want to be able to move in many directions. We have a use-it-or-lose-it brain, and if we only move in our habitual paths, we lose our capacity to move in other ways. For myself, I wanted to be able to keep moving in many directions, which I do with Feldenkrais, but I also knew it was possible that I would enjoy my life more if I followed my own advice and danced to one song a day. And of course, once I've started dancing, I tend to go on. One song becomes two, two becomes three, for as long as is pleasurable, or as long as I have time for. It's an incredible mood adjuster. There have been many times that I did not want to dance because I was feeling hopeless or angry or sad. I danced anyway, because it was only one song after all, and most of the time I felt better, at least a little bit. I have a little note stuck to my computer that says one song, so I don't forget to do it. Sometimes it's late at night and I see my little note and I realize I still haven't done it. So I put my headphones in and do a little late night boogie before bed. In our time-strapped world, it is so hard to find time to enjoy moving our bodies, to listen to music with attention, to indulge in non-utilitarian tasks. We can find time for one song, though. And one song can help. So over on the blog, I posted a link to my dance playlist that I use on Spotify. Um, it, it's a little, it's like not a dance party. Like, it's not songs, hits. I mean, there are some hits, no doubt, but like it's actually my, like what I actually play. There's a few on there that I sometimes will skip, but mostly I just push, put the thing on shuffle and see what's what. There's a lot of Janelle Monet. So if you don't like Janelle Monet, um, you, my playlist will do you probably not a spot of good. Um, but yeah, if you are interested in following that playlist, uh, just check it out on the, on the blog, um, artiststruggle.wordpress.com. And there's a link to that, that playlist. Uh, what else? Okay, so I 
have been trying to figure out what song to put here. <laughs> um, I would love to put a dance song. Like, I just don't write them so much. And nor do I really have the, like, um, skill to create one necessarily. So uh, <laughs> I did briefly consider trying to figure out how to cover uh, Poe's song, Walk the Walk, because it's not a, it's, I, I like to dance to it, basically. Um, and uh, whatever happened to Poe? I mean, I actually know what happened to Poe. She got screwed by the record company. But anyway, I just thought, oh, if, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to shoot somebody $9 for uh, licensing for their song, it'd be nice to shoot it to Poe. <laughs> <laughs> but actually that song is way too hard for me to figure out how to do. Like, not because it's hard to sing or uh, any of that. Just like, I don't know how to make a dance song, really. I'm, I need some help for that. I could sing one, no problem. But like, creating the whole atmosphere, meh, not so much. However, um, I realized that, you know, so this lullaby project that I've been doing for the last few years, so there's a lot of babies out there listening to songs that I, that I've recorded or wrote or whatever. And, uh, I was like, oh, I know there's a video of, um, one of the adorable children that I wrote a song for. And I knew she was dancing to a song. This is when she was a baby. I knew she was dancing to a song that wasn't the one I wrote for her. And I thought, oh, that would be a good one to put here because it may not be a song that we think of as a dance song, but it clearly is for this baby. However, that song, I watched the video, I found it again, and uh, it's actually Sasha's song, which is the lullaby I put on here a few few episodes ago. So that, that I can't, unfortunately, I can't do that. <laughs> but I will instead put a, a different lullaby because I am trying to whip those into shape again. So this one is called The Owl and the Pussycat. It's based on the, on the Lear poem, and uh, it's written by Lucy Simon. It's from the album The Simon Sisters Sing for Children, which was an album I had as a kid and I loved. Uh, there will be a couple of others uh, in this series from that album, so get ready. Um, and this I recorded. I didn't actually intend for it to be on the lullaby um, series, but uh, a couple of friends of mine got married a few years ago, and their wedding was an owl and the pussycat theme. So I thought, well, I actually have to record this song for them and their kids, or kid at the time. They have two now, but at the time they had the one. Um, so uh, yeah, so I recorded it. <laughs> What's funny about this is I recorded it for their wedding, and it was my plan the whole time, but I was traveling, and I I'd, I'd sort of lost my voice. So I ended up having to record it, you know, in the uh, a flat that I was staying in. I wasn't, my voice was pretty low, like it was like, oh, I'm not well. <laughs> but that sound can have a kind of a it has a quality. I enjoy it. It's like, that's when I really enjoy singing some Janis Joplin. Um, anyway, so, but what's funny is, uh, I was already planning on, on recording this one again, uh, today, or I, I thought about recording this one again today and I'm not feeling particularly well today. I have a bit of a cold. So I was like, oh great. I'll just kind of tap back into the original impulse, um, of this one, but with a better mic. And I'm not quite as sick as I was when I recorded this for, for my friends. So there's only a hint of Janis Joplin in, in the, it's maybe like a half a step lower than I, than I might be in my usual 
um, I don't know, in health. Um, so that's one thing to, about this. And the other thing is that um, previously I'd recorded it with just with um, some, some hand slaps like this kind of sound. Um, and this time I, I played with that a little bit. I didn't like it as much. So um, I, I used a little drum. Um, but then also I messed around with just like found objects. Um, so this recording includes um, some candy wrappers and a set of keys, which means it's not the most regular rhythm in the world, but I think what it lacks in regularity, it has a kind of a fun flavor of keys and candy wrappers, both of which are things that, that young people will sometimes respond to, it, you know, with their hands, but maybe with sound too, who knows? Anyway, here it is, the owl and the pussycat. Pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five pound note. Wrapped up in a five pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love. What a beautiful pussy you are, you are. What a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly sweet you sing. Oh, let us be married, too long we have tarried. But what shall we do for a ring? But what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away. For a year and a day To the land where the bong tree grows And there in a wood A piggy wig stood With a ring at the end of his nose His nose With a ring at the end of his nose Dear pig, are you willing To sell for one shilling your ring? Said the piggy I will so they took it away and were married next day by the turkey who lives on the hill. By the turkey who lives on the hill. They dined on mince and slices of quince, which they ate with a runcible spoon. And hand in hand, by the edge of the sand, they danced by the light of the moon. They danced. By the light of the moon And hand in hand On the edge of the sand We'll dance by the light 